This is a quick intro to the show, which was taped a couple of weeks ago with my returning guest, Carla. Uh, this is the season finale of Black History Month. Today is the, the first of March, so we're just gonna um, we're gonna air the show that we taped a couple weeks back. Uh, since Carla and I taped, Carla said hi. Say hi, everybody. Hey. So since Carla and I taped the show, uh, there was the Golden Globes last night. Uh, uh, Law Roach hit another home run with Anya Taylor-Joy's beautiful emerald gown. Daniel Kaluuya won a Golden Globe for his his portrayal, I keep saying betrayal, but portrayal of Chairman Fred in Judas and the Black Messiah, making him the fifth black actor to win supporting actor. Good job uh, in this show. We talk about everything from our the favorite burners on our stove to Gorilla Glue Lady now has an agent. Oh my goodness. But today we're going to talk about Malcolm and Marie, Judas and the Black Messiah, Lupin, and so much more with my returning guests to my third show, my third, uh, she's my first guest ever. Uh, back on my third show because it is the season finale of Black History Month and I'd like to talk to uh, my cousin about that because we both have thoughts and uh, welcome welcome Carla thank you first guest first cousin first guest first cousin and also third guest but all right and so Carla is also my TV correspondent even though she is not an actual correspondent is that right unofficial Carla? yeah but this yes. is the decade of the charlatan so yes it is charlatans unite <laughs> that's right so yes yeah, she's yes so carla is a lawyer she helps navigate people through a hellish court system uh, but we'll get to that later now we're going to talk about tv uh, first up malcolm and marie it was written and directed by Sam Levinson of Euphoria fame. It stars Zendaya and John David Washington. They shot the movie in, up north in Carmel, which is a really beautiful area in California, uh, along the uh, the Highway 1, US 1. It's really beautiful. Um, Sam's pitch to Zendaya, it was, um, he gave, he, his uh, synopsis or quick snapshot of the movie uh, really just sums up what the movie's about anyway. He's quoted as telling her, you have a filmmaker coming home with his girl from premiering his movie and it's hardly a happy homecoming. He forgot to thank her. Chaos ensues. And so he pitches this idea to her and she's like, bet this sounds awesome. They've worked together quite a bit, um, having worked together on uh, Euphoria. So it was a good match. And then they bring in John David Washington. Um, how did this movie sit with you, Carla? What? 
how what are your thoughts on Malcolm and Marie? Beautiful movie. Gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Beautiful Cinematography people. is beautiful. Yeah. Guess what? I loved it. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Whoa. I really enjoyed Whoa. it. Um I liked like I felt her pain that he didn't thank her. Yes. Um and he took it so cavalierly. I um he overacted a little bit for me. Yes. But um Zendaya was amazing. Mm-hmm. Was it improv you said or there was a script? It felt like improv okay. to me, especially the way that it built the the build to the you didn't thank me. There mm-hmm. it, it felt like a, a yes and kind of situation. But yeah. it, it's all scripted. Okay. And then I love the insanity of it because I mm-hmm. always think people in relationships, you're a little bit insane because they right. have like this really passionate fight. You know, they bring up all these like really awful and like hurtful things. And in yeah. the morning, it's kind of like, what's for breakfast? Yeah, it's a new day. It's a new day. And then I like that she made him that that nasty macaroni. Yes. Because I remember like once my mom, she was like, a woman must always do her duty, even though I don't get along with your father sometimes. <laughs> I make him dinner. And I was like, oh. is that what she's doing there? Like, she's like, yes. I hate you, but the contract is that I feed you too. So here. right, and I I know it just from I just went on a walk with with uh, my son just before we started taping, and I know he's hungry, so I know that as soon as I get home, he needs to eat first because yeah. he's going to ask me. So she she's really good at anticipating his needs. Yeah. Um, th- this character, um, Marie, is really good at is anticipating his needs. She um, wore a gorgeous dress, mm-hmm. which I think is the the highlight of the movie. She looks so good in that dress, very glamorous. Yeah, that was that. I think was uh, just a home run for me. Uh, I would totally recommend, like, you know. It, I would recommend watching like the first 20 minutes of the movie. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely recommend that slinky shimmery dress. That I Zendaya bet it has an wore. Instagram account. It, what's that? <laughs> I bet the dress has an Instagram account. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's available for pre-order on um, Aliette. Oh, okay. Uh, it's $1,200, which, oh. uh, you know, if you decide to skip out on buying groceries or paying your electric bill, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I would wear it while eating mac and cheese, which is what she made for him. Yeah. Um, the the dress was custom made by Jason Rembert with okay. the help of stylist Law Roach. Uh, of course, Law Roach is the longtime curator of Zendaya's best red carpet looks oh okay he's amazing i follow him on insta i love him um he's also worked with celine dion tiffany haddish and tiktok stars like addison ray um i thought he was the best <laughs> thing in the movie but i feel like and i and zendaya of course performance was great uh, and it's also just uh by virtue of her working so long with with Sam Levinson, she yeah. has a good relationship with him. So so she's able to find ways to um, bring, I don't know, bring, give her character different dimensions. I don't know. I don't know what, what happened. It was also the writing. I I, um, I thought it was a beautiful movie. Uh, and, it, and just like the way he pitched it, like it was kind of like, um, 
it, it, it's almost like what uh, you know, young filmmakers um, who just want to make a movie. It, it feels very DIY. That it yeah. has that kind of spirit, I guess. Yeah. Um, they they just wanted to make a movie and they they did it. Uh, I don't think that there was a lot of like drafts. Um, I think that maybe like one or two drafts, and it's like, okay, let's just do it. Let, you know, fuck it. Let's 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 make this movie. Um, I don't I don't know how much thought was put into it. Also, I what I didn't like. Uh, I I feel like if it was like Stella McGee or Justin T Simeon, other people who um, who wrote who, who would have written this movie would have uh, done it a lot differently. Um, in a lot of ways, I felt like, uh, especially with uh, John David Washington's character, um, talking about different directors, like talking smack about people, it was almost like he, I felt like he was sort of a puppet for Sam Levinson's ideas. Okay, and you didn't, you didn't buy the voice that was coming out of No, and it's kind of messed up because he is a white guy writing for black people and it just it, it was almost like it, it was almost like he needed them as like a cover for his ideas uh that that he can't say as himself you know so he has other people saying his thoughts um you know all this to say i i would I'd like to work with Sam Levinson, maybe. I, I don't want to talk smack about people, um, but I, I was disappointed in a lot of ways with uh, with that aspect of the movie. But again, the dress, beautiful. Um, almost like uh, Aretha Franklin when she was asked to comment on Taylor Swift, and she said, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about Malcolm and Marie. Nice shoes. Beautiful gowns. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to say anything mean. Beautiful gowns. Like, yes, get away. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some other stuff about yeah. it. Yeah. Would I watch it again? Probably not. Yeah. But um, I did appreciate it. And, like, you know, with me, I have to be able to, like, chop up a movie. And I could totally chop it up and, like, do some things, come back, do some things, come back. So it was entertaining. So, so what were you doing while you were watching Malcolm and Marie? Momming. Momming, momming, working, you know, like uh -huh. I, there's no boundaries in my life anymore. Yes. So it's like, oh, let me write this letter. Okay. Then let me go, you know, watch my the 15 minutes of the movie. It's so funny. I saw, um, what was that big movie? Oh, Parasite. Yeah. And I, I told my mom about the movie, but the way I was telling her about the movie, mm -hmm. I broke it up in so many pieces. Yeah. When she finally went to the movies pre-2019 to see it, she said, Carla. I saw that TV show that you, I saw a movie that's just like the TV show you told me about. Uh-huh. I said, mommy, that was the movie. She was like, oh. <laughs> she was like, but you broke it up so much. The way you'd explained it, I thought it was a series. Like every time you stopped talking, I thought it was like the cliffhanger until the next week. I was like, how no. Is your, how are you doing these breaks? Like, was it like, I don't know. Back? I think I was like, and then also I'm not that good of a, like I get distracted in my storytelling. So I was yeah. like, so, and then they were so poor, the apartment flooded. Yes. yes. And I go away, I do something. <laughs> but then the sister got a job as a tutor. Yes. And so she thought it's the next week. She's like, oh, okay. It's an act break. 
So the sisters are tutor. Oh yeah. Uh huh. She got the job. And a distraction. And then she got yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? Her dad got to work as a driver too. She got her wow. job. So yeah. So my mom thought it was a series. Wow. There are so many things that happen in Parasite that so yeah, it, it could be if ever they they want to uh, expand that story. Yeah, they, they could have dragged could. it on. Yeah. 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 A great movie. That's a great movie. That's like that's how you that's how you make a movie. Whoa. I don't think any and everyone who's seen it has just been like yeah it's, it's it's that's that's how you make it that this is how we do it yeah that's a movie Parasite. i'd watch over and over again because there's so many things i probably miss right um but yeah anyway love zendaya she's a great actress perfect timing pitch perfect um there's a moment in spider-man homecoming when you think she's busting peter parker and then she's just dismissing him like she she busts him as being a superhero i i forgot exactly what she says uh, but she's like now nah, forget it. i don't care but the way she says it it's hilarious she definitely has those moments in malcolm and marie too but again the that's first like, 20 minutes um felt really authentic whoa i don't think any, like, everyone who's seen word, it has just been I, like, I imagine um, and yeah. yeah like like we said like um earlier like it it felt like improv yeah that's a movie i'd watch over and over long. again because like, there's so many like things improv sometimes miss. Mm -hmm. um so let's uh shift into a sketch uh i wrote a, this sketch um because uh of course this is such a wild black history month so many things have happened today and we're we're uh, recording this uh in advance but today kim has filed for divorce from kanye a couple days ago rush limbaugh died these are all things that have happened uh as we close out black history month and so in this sketch, it's uh, called Nocturnal Man. I was, it was originally supposed to be Batman, but like, I don't want to get sued. So uh, Nocturnal Man. And he's at the therapist. He's pretty messed up about the death of Rush Limbaugh. So let's hear what happens. Sketch. Dr. Marissa Cephalopod, and I'm a bird certified psychologist. And yes, I'm also an octopus who lives at an aquarium in Little Ferry, New Jersey. Join me as I chat with patients from all walks of life, including superheroes. These are their stories. Dr. Marissa, your 8 a.m. appointment is here. Tank. Next time, just walk in, Nocturnal Man. No time, Doctor. It's been a rough couple of weeks. I've been, I, I, I guess they're calling it canceled now by a beautiful ebony superhero I've been dating named Feline Female. I, I don't know how to get her back. Oh, dear, not again, Nocturnal Man. Just because I'm an octopus doesn't mean this is a safe space for your bullshit. What happened this time? She wrote me off because I never denounced Rush Limbaugh. And I thought Ted Cruz deserved some vacation time. You know, it's not my job to stop racists. I'm a crime fighter. You're supposed to stop all bad guys, Nocturnal Man, including sociopaths like them. 
Well, you know, they're small potatoes. I deal with the jester every day. I mean, you know, I deal with real sociopaths. I mean, they're also sociopaths, but they're like regular sociopaths, you know? Is there really a difference, nocturnal man? You have the money and the power to do anything. I know. I, I have that beam for all that, but I, I need to conserve that energy. You know, Bill Maher is right. These solar panel laws in California, they're, they're just a bite in the ass right now. You know, I, I, I really I, I blame California. This is what I'm saying, nocturnal man. As a white cis male who saves people, you should recognize your privilege. It's it's like that mask thing all over again with Miss Spectacular. Hey, ma- masks are a huge part of my life. You know that, but a double mask, please. I know how to protect myself. I can see your nose and mouth, nocturnal man. I mean, I'm, I'm not paying you to sound like some soy boy. I mean, soy girl, like Dr. Mercer, what, what, what are your pronouns again? I mean... Uh. You're, you're an octopus, for God's sake. Why, why do I even care about this? I'll leave my octopusness out of this. What you choose to do about mask wearing is your business. But we need to stop you from being canceled so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm dedicated to getting educated on a more profound and productive level than ever before. What, whatever. Okay, so what are you doing? To get more educated, nocturnal man. Yeah, I just ordered new Jim Crow and I stopped watching cop shows. So, you know, I, d- I definitely feel like I'm, I'm less racist. Maybe even not racist. Yep. It must be important to you to not seem racist. Yeah, I'm, I'm not racist. I shared Chris Harrison's tweet about the Black Bachelor. I, I dated feline female. Black Thunder, he, he's one of my pals, but... You know, I don't really agree with them about reparations, and I don't really believe in white privilege. You know, I've, I've had a really hard life, but, you know, anyways, Black Jungle Cat, he was cool. I got him a card when he died. So, you know, I'm doing the work. Good for you, Nocturnal Man. We're running short on time. Oh, okay. Um, hey, doctor, can I share something with you, Dr. Marissa? Sure. Go ahead. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm really going to miss Rush. I know. I've always known. There, there was something comforting about listening to him. He, he made me feel better about myself. So much of what we're dealing with is unprecedented. He was... He, he, he was precedented. He said what America ought to know. There, there, nocturnal man. There's always Ben Shapiro. There's, there's always Ben Shapiro. There's always Ben Shapiro. There's, there's always Ben Shapiro. There's always Ben Shapiro. There's always Ben Shapiro. And there you have it. Another breakthrough. Join us next time. I'm Dr. Marissa, octopus therapist. You, you know, all that talk about Ben Shapiro, it's, it's really drying up my tears. Thank you, Dr. Marissa. You're welcome. And we're back. 
Carlo, were you, what were you more, most shocked about? Oh, and also what has happened this week is that Ted Cruz, AKA Fled Cruz, got busted traveling to Cancun, blamed it on his kids, uh, just uh, despicable behavior. So, you know, Rush Limbaugh dies, uh, Kim and Kanye, uh, it's official, they're um, getting divorced. So this this has been a wild week, uh, and who knows what's going to happen at the time that this uh, show airs, but what are your thoughts on the it's season been finale a wild of Black History week. Month? Like, the Ted Cruz, I couldn't get enough of that story because yes. like, I felt so bad for people in Texas because one thing yeah. about us up here, up north in the northeast is, you right. know, you stay ready. Like, the only reason, the only way you can survive the winter is, like, organ- being organized. Like Judas and the Black Messiah, also thinking about service, um, they, the Black Panthers were, were definitely... Um, social justice warriors, but they were also very heavily into service, into helping their community, uh, but then, and also uniting their community, uniting their community with other, with other groups as well, and that, I, I liked, that, that was one thing that I, I liked about that movie. Um, I, I, one comment that I heard from a NPR uh, person I thought was really funny, he said, I, I want a sequel. I just thought it was hilarious, like as if, you know, Chairman Fred could somehow make a comeback. Uh, he really said that? Those, those words came out of his mouth? Yeah, he's like, I want a sequel. Like, it's like Game of Thrones or something. That's I thought funny. that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? This is a sequel. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, enjoy, I feel it's like bad to say I enjoyed it, but I did like it a lot. Yeah. I thought the, um, the Daniel was amazing oh, cool, in his yeah. portrayal Daniel yeah cool. in his yeah, portrayal yeah, yeah. of um fred hampton yeah yeah fred hampton i didn't realize fred hampton was so young i thought he was in his 30s I know. he was 21. i was like how talented who would this guy have been you know right, if at 1921 right. he was already such a leader so charismatic so charismatic and i feel like i always hear about bobby seal i hear about um other names huey newton huey newton yeah but i don't really hear about fred hampton i don't i think i vaguely remember hearing that name right and i didn't realize that he unified like poor whites right and latinos in chicago with the black panthers yeah um so that was really cool to find out about yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot, too. Yeah, and then so, like, you know, now you, I, like, Google, everybody does that probably, Googles the yeah. um, the figures, the protagonist of the story. So I was Googling his story, and, like, his wife is still alive. and Yeah, the, Deborah Johnson. Yeah, and how active she is, and the son. Um, yeah. Lakeith was really amazing, even though I'm yes. partial, because I love, I love you, <laughs> we love you, Lakeith. <laughs> and um, oh my God, did you Google what happened? Well, you saw at the end what happened to the informant. Yes, I still have to see Eyes on the Prize too, where mm-hmm. he was featured. It was an interview where they asked him basically, "Do you regret your involvement? Do you do you regret being an informant?" And and he said, you know, I'll just let history speak for itself. And then he um, 
he commit he uh, killed himself. He took his his own life. Do you know um, how? Shortly after the the premiere of that um, that second series. Do you know how he killed himself? No. Okay. Do you want to know? Yeah, of course. He drove into an intersection. Oh so my first he God. just he tried to jump off um a wind uh, jump off his building and his wife stopped him. And then after the show aired, he just drove wantonly into an intersection. Um that and that makes me so upset uh because yeah. some did other, another person die? No. No. But yeah, he could have killed somebody else. Yeah. Um, Because already, like, to be an informant for the FBI, uh, I I know that he he was, uh, I guess his back was against the wall. But then there was sort of a a weird moment in the beginning where he was um, impersonating uh, an FBI officer. Also, like, uh, because, you you know, we were talking about, like, taking breaks. So, like, I was in between, like, I was in between doing, like, five different things. And I see Lakeith in a trench coat in the beginning yeah. of the movie and then he got busted so i i, I missed so that did you bit. miss that oh okay yeah so was he he was impersonating an fbi agent so he goes into the pool hall and he has right like, oh, i'm like what am i watching wait what is this is that lakeith i was yeah. so confused you're in black panthers <laughs> yeah, i was like and so he goes into the pool hall and he yeah. um he flashes a badge to the guys Right, and he's like FBI or whatever, and so by the time then he steals the keys off of one of the guys and then jumps in the car, yeah, and then the, they attack him and he gets into the accident and whatever and he gets. Arrested. So he was just trying to steal a car. He was just trying to steal a car, and then that's why he told the cop like I could go in with a gun, but everybody's got a gun. But if right. I go with like an FBI badge, they're like really scared of me because they think I have an army behind me. Right. So. But yeah, I was like, is that fact or fiction? I don't know that. Is that how it went down? Yeah, because it is. Uh, it's inspired by the um, the story said it's inspired by, but like, so so there there could be some um, embellishments here and there. Uh, yeah. I don't, so maybe, but he was he. But that was one of the charges, came, I think. Yeah. He was impersonating so, yeah. An officer. Yeah. Yeah. So that that makes sense then. So yeah, that was that was one of the charges. Uh, but but yeah, going back, like I I was um, Lakeith, amazing. Uh, Daniel, amazing, but I was also especially taken by Dominique Fishback's performance. Uh, she played Deborah Johnson. I loved her in uh, in the Deuce. She played Darlene. Uh, she's she's so amazing. That the moment where um, she just her she's so expressive, like her eyes, yeah. um, and she really um, she puts her she she transforms into these other characters. Um, you you know it's her the you know Dominique Fishback but but she really embodies these 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 people that she plays and she she plays with uh, these characters with so much heart um, I really liked her a lot uh, I I can't wait to see her and more stuff um, yeah she's amazing yeah she was she was great um, but yeah again like um, you were saying it was it's kind of like a sequel yeah i mean i i I appreciate these these kind of movies where you get a more nuanced like i'm thinking about like one night in miami where you're getting more nuanced um portrayals of these um you know black heroes 
that in a lot of ways were seen as terrorists like Malcolm X were seen as like these sort of bad guys um, yeah. I mean we we you and I we grew up <coughs> watching Megyn Kelly on Fox with her like fear-mongering reports of new Black Panther sightings like I saw them breaking news they're standing outside of a polling place oh my god they're coming yeah. Yeah. the Black Panthers like I you know I grew up seeing that and so I, it's nice to see um, a more nuanced portrayal that they were so they were for social justice and for uniting the poor yeah I mean there's definitely um, some problematic stuff with the with the pigs like there was the line that I'm not um, gonna mess this up but like you know if you if you kill a pig and you're uh, and then you, if you kill more pigs like that's that's a problem yeah but uh, I, I don't know I don't know how how to say it, how to to justify that um, that that's not um, that's not peaceful protesting but uh, but all in all they were for um, their community and for their community <coughs> to um, uh, uh, like uh, was it called like self-determination they were for self-determination for for um for uh you know helping helping their their fellow person and then also to um with that welcoming other communities as well so i i i i liked i liked that aspect of it um and then also there's the idea of the man um which i guess is what they were talking about like with the pigs the pigs i guess is the the man um, I mean, my brother used to always talk about the man. I'm like, who's the man? Who is the man? You ever saw that Sprint commercial? No. There's a Sprint commercial and there's this blonde executive with like cornrows. And oh. the guy's like, the, so the intern looks at him like, and I think he might've been like a Asian guy or Asian kid. And he looks at him, he's like, why do you have cornrows? He's like, I'm socking it to the man. And then yeah. the Asian intern goes to him and it's like, but you are the man. Whoa. Whoa. I they, yeah. I wonder if they show that's that like that commercial. It's now. like Sam Levinson. <laughs> but you are but the man. But you are the man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize I have to like find how that. the Black Panthers how they had like these Marxist and anti-capitalist philosophies right like that was interesting also and it reminded me of in the americans yes i was totally thinking about the americans yeah i was the like whole movie. ding 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 ding. yes the americans was so sense. good like it really is you know the way we're taught american history doesn't do anyone any justice like there's no. so many connections yes like of course and then that reminded me of the take a knee i was telling my husband this i was like yeah. Remember, like, on Facebook, there were, like, all these debates, take a knee, don't take a knee. And who was, like, involved in it? The Russians. They were like, take a knee, don't take a knee on oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. like <laughs> Causing, like, chaos and all these, like, disagreements. Right. So I was thinking about all that. And then, like, because people are always like, BLM is a Marxist organization. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was like... How are we gonna attack these people? Like, yeah, it's all tied in. It's so we are the sequel. This is the sequel. Tell the NPR guys, this is the sequel. We're living the sequel. Twenty twenty. 
Okay? I can't believe he said that. This is a sequel, dude. (laughs) Don't you see? Yes. Everything that was what that Fred Hampton was talking about, everything that Malcolm X has talked about, and uh, and and of course Martin Luther King, uh, everything that they've all talked about, it's it's still happening now. But just talking about uh, black film in the U.S., it's interesting watching uh, black film or TV in other countries um particularly france um so this brings me to lupin which i really enjoyed you only watched one episode or have you seen more no i just watched one episode the one episode so i liked it um it sort of kind of touches on the black experience in france uh, there are zero black women in mm-hmm, that show so i've heard yeah yeah um les, les objets Defection. Ce sont des uh, des femmes blanches. It was the white women are the uh, objects of affection. Um, there's one moment when he steals a uh, a woman's uh, Fabergé egg, but it's somehow justified because she stole jewels from people in the Belgian Congo, or like somebody stole them, and mm-hmm. you know they didn't know what to do with it. I forgot what the line was. Uh, but he felt he felt like it was okay to take from her, or at least that, that that's the way that they presented it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did really like the the show a lot. Um, I, Omar C is is very charismatic and he's fun to watch. I'm excited that there's going to be another sequel. Um, but it's just funny how um, um, the sort of like how they represent racism as opposed to uh, say a movie like. Judas and the Black Messiah. I feel like um, I feel like black people in the states go a little deeper. Um, yeah, French. Uh, I think in other countries, um, it's it's so internalized. It's uh, I I don't know if they they don't know how to how to react to it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I saw a cute movie on Netflix, and it's okay. called. Um, um, I the think African Doctor. Which which was it called? It's called the African Doctor. Oh, okay, that's not the. I thought you were going to talk about the movie with the um, the the uh, French couple who adopted the white. I saw that Ilate is or something like that. Yes, or he that, looks that's like a, that. That's I a love great that movie. movie. It was so yeah. cute. Yeah. Okay, I love that uh, what are you talking about? Okay, um, the African Doctor. The African Doctor. I'm actually uh-huh. gonna email. So, um, it's about this African doctor, duh. I want to say he's from Congo. He's from a Francophone um, African country. And he does his residency, or he finishes his medicine, his medical diploma in the States. And so, the only job he finds is out in the country, in France. Wow. And the people are so racist to him. Yeah. And, um, but even, like, an American... Um, if that were an American movie, we, I'd be crying because it'd yeah. be so deep and you would feel the pain. But this, like, it was, and I feel like this is what you're saying with Lupin. It's kind of like, light, uh, racism light. It's like whimsical. It's whimsical yes. racism. Yes. <laughs> and um, it's funny because, you know, it's they treat his kids like crap. The kids um, 
have don't have any friends. Ugh. The mother, like people, stare at her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get any patience. Like in America, this like I don't think we could ever if if an American were to make this movie, it'd be like so sad. It'd be such a tragedy. Yeah, because he because he, it is he's like, not able he, to have a livelihood. Yes, he was like, oh, je n'ai pas de malade. Oh no, pas de corps de malade. <laughs> and the wife is like, ne me dis pas que tu n'as pas de malade. Oh my god! I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, like it's jacked up. Aren't you mad? Aren't yes. you mad, African doctor? Yes. He's like, mon diplôme est aussi bien que le tien. Like I have a good diploma. This is a yeah. medical. Oh my god! In the United States, it would have been like it would have not gone down like that. But you know what? Is it because like white people would have had guns too in America, and they probably would have like crazy threatened them, burned a cross on their yeah lawn because the white people here were just ignoring him right in France yeah whereas here it's like you know god guns and football they could have like really hurt that family physically. yeah they could have hurt him uh, but but also like they that, have that doctor in the past African, I'm sorry I said they have you know like that's oh, the history yeah totally go ahead but yeah I feel like I feel like that doctor would have had more choice he would have he and his family could have moved to Atlanta or yeah. Houston yeah. or somewhere else, New York, Brooklyn. They they would have somehow been able to leave. I mean, there's definitely. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's 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 not uh, it's not for sure. Like you know, maybe there, you know, maybe people do get stuck in places. But but in France, where um, it's either Paris or or whatever other. Like Toulouse, I, I don't know how many black people are in Toulouse or in Montpellier or whatever. I've never been to those cities, but like, um, yeah, I, I would imagine in the countryside there are no there are no black people. So yeah. yeah, you're just sort of set up to fail. But but then you you have good bread and you have rabbit. You have good or... bread, and you know that's the scene, right? Like they're all at the open farmers market getting oh. good cheese <laughs> and bread. Oh my god. Yeah, so I could totally get what you're saying about Lupe. How does the movie end? Um he saves the day. So it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And he ends up attending to some emergency. They see yes. he's a legend cuz you know, has to be super negro. They yes, realize super, And that's the thing. That was yeah. I was going to get to the super negro. Okay, go. So they realize he is a good doctor. Oh. He's oh a my, human. He's, he is a human being. He has a degree. He passed this test. He knows what he's doing. Oh my and god! So, oh, also, Super Negro Junior, the kids score a goal in soccer. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So the kids score a goal. She's a hero because she's like the best soccer football player they've ever seen. Ugh. And so now they get now they get, they're invited to the party. They've right? proven their humanity. They've proven their humanity. And he stays there Fuck for you. years. Yeah. So they, he, he, so he stays there for years, and uh, he even dies there. And everybody came to his funeral because he was such a good doctor, the African oh, doctor, oh, the best doctor. The I didn't best. want to go to him at first. I didn't. But then he proved his humanity, and I thought, oh, okay. Yes. La famille évolue. The family won. I know, so messed up. 
But yeah, that movie in America, he would have been like, no. Yeah, so something violent would have happened. But Sometimes. I always think back, and again, I'm I'm uh, I, I I I'm terrible with names. But there was the 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 um, the young man from Mali, I believe. He was um, undocumented, living in Paris. He saves somebody. He's, he sees, yeah, he sees a little four-year-old dangling off a balcony, yeah. and like Spider-Man, he climbs up and he saves her because, you know, he sees a child in distress and he goes and he helps, and he uh, uh, was uh, showered with a ton of praise, and it was discovered that you know he's undocumented, uh, and uh, you know he he <clears throat> had no money and uh, had no idea what he was going to do with himself, and then you know this happens, and then he's he's uh, given citizenship, and then they they found him a small job with a uh, a fire department. I don't know what's happened since then. Uh, but yeah, it's like you have to be a super Negro to uh, prove your humanity. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so there is that sort of bit in Lupin, and even in the other movie that he was in with. Um, Where was the caregiver? Where was the caregiver for the older man? Yeah, he was the caregiver. That's another movie where he has to be the super Negro and has to, again, uh, prove himself because the the man didn't want him to take care of him, and and then he like dances for him at a party. It's 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 uh so so yeah. There's there uh there are definitely thing aspects that that bothered me about yeah. uh, about the show, but for the most part, uh, great to watch. Um, but yes, I that that is something that I think about often. I always think about that that man and how like what if he never saved that that you know yeah he would have just girl lived, yeah he would have just still lived um, along the margins and even then like you know that they've given him that job is he still in that position has he yeah. moved up has has he been given uh you know firefighting classes or like is, is he doing um how how is how is he uh you know uh ascending the ranks like even um we saw white tiger yeah you and i just thinking about that too because like if you're poor in india Whoa. that's it that's that's it but this this guy was so cunning and so clever um i i was not expecting what happened at the end me neither. And I'm happy because I was like, don't tell me they're going to make this guy CEO of some company of some like call center. Right. So I like where he ended up uh, financially. Yeah, financially, but not uh, not morally. Yeah, morally. Yeah. Morally, that was like, well, you had. To, did you really have to do that? Was that really yeah. necessary? Yeah. Those people were awful, but yeah, it went far. Yeah, yeah, it went, it went way lived. too far. Yeah. I didn't think that the the son was as terrible as his his family, and that he I don't I don't I don't I didn't buy that he deserved that kind of fate. But yeah, it's well the son happened. he wasn't as bad I don't think, but he was still a product of his environment. He's still like like he would 
he right. would flip so much. It was kind of like a mind game. Yeah, like he, code switch. Code switch, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're my buddy. We're brothers. Let's hang out. And then like, oh, you slave peasant. Right. Yeah, it was, yeah, he would, he would, he'd flip it on him. He'd, you'd, uh, yeah, one minute they'd be playing video games together. And then the next, uh, he's like smacking him and yeah, putting him in his place, so to speak. So let's play a game. play a game we're gonna play who said that black history month edition i'm going to uh say a bunch of quotes uh so in this game um you are gonna guess who said what these quotes were said or tweeted over the course of february of course you will win nothing but my respect and admiration as always so who said this Really, Tom Brady? During Black History Month? Do I get a hint? (laughs) It was just that sentence. Do you have any idea? Or do you know what it's associated with? That he won the Super Bowl? Yes. So Quinta Brunson. Huh? Who said it? Okay. So Quinta Brunson from uh, Black Lady Sketch Show. Also, um, I, I remember her from BuzzFeed. She tweeted that after the Super Bowl because uh, he did win. He he beat um, Kansas City Chiefs. It was the most boring game ever. Uh, and that, but I did like the weekend. I liked the Susie and the Banshees um, cover. Yeah, people were hating on the weekend. I, I was like, I get it. Yeah, it wasn't like the most. I mean, he's no. he's he's no Beyonce. He's no um, like even Katy Perry with the Sharks. Like he he's just not he's not set up for that. No. Um, but yeah, he gave it his best. He looks like a friend of ours that I that we went to Key West with. H initials HB. He always reminds yes. me of H- <laughs> Every time I see him. HB, if you're listening, you look like yeah. The you look like the weekend. <laughs> I think he would laugh. Yeah. HB would find that funny. Okay, so next quote: Employing a sexy price to turbocharge sub- subscriber growth, the investors who took over the company sought the rapid success experienced by high-flying startups like WeWork and Uber. What are they talking about? GameStop. No. High growth. Sort of black related. Kind of, sort of. Pass. So it's part of the overall announcement for the docuseries about Movie Pass. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So So this month... Um, it's been announced that Mark Wahlberg, uh, his production company, they also um, produced McMillions, which I did not watch, but I heard good things. Uh, they're taking another deep dive into the absurdities of greed with the story behind the rise and fall of MoviePass, which uh, Sean and I, my husband, uh, we we joined 
way too late. Like we we joined when they were uh, finishing up. So what's Movie Pass? Movie Pass was this great thing where you pay and you get this uh, pass and then you can see a whole bunch of movies. And it depends on the theater, right? Like, like AMC or yeah. Like it was, okay, yeah. Yeah, so you could see like a whole bunch of movies for for really super cheap. Um, and people were into it. People were super into it, um, and I we tried it way too late. We tried it by the time that the the company was was going under. Okay. So we weren't getting those like cool deals anymore that everybody else was. Some people would um, get like Tuesdays they could go to the movies. That's different, like through their cable company. Um, they've, they have copycats. I think AMC has their own sort of movie pass. So okay. maybe that's, that's what you're referring to. I'm not sure. Okay. But this docuseries will explore movie pass founded by, um, Stacy Spikes and Hammett Watt, um, and the implosion of the business by outside investors who took over the company before leaving it bankrupt and under investigation by the FBI. Whoa. Uh, I guess it may it might just make me more mad that like I, I didn't invest in the movie pass sooner. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so that was that was the movie pass quote. Here's another one. So after the fall, all my insecurities flooded back. But I know hard days are when champions are made, and I am a champion. This also happened, uh, I guess it was like this week. Serena? No. Oh, now I'm all so sad. Serena lost to yeah. uh, Naomi Osaka. I know. Do you think it has to, she's just going to retire? Um. Yeah. How old is she? She's, she's probably 39. I mean, she's so fit and... She should continue if she's... Yeah. Know. But she had a lot of health issues, right? I don't know. I think just from having a baby and and uh, rebounding from that. I'm petty. I would quit just because I'd be like, man, I don't want to slip. Like, cause her I won't keep losing. All I do is win, 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 win no, no matter, matter what. what. <laughs> <laughs> and they stay there. That's a great song. And it and really is. Up, down, up, down, up, down. So, so you, 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 all you do is win. If you're not winning, then yeah. bye. Yeah. Forget, okay. forget the love of the game. Yeah. Okay. Especially on that scale. Like if I'm just doing it in my club, country club, but. In your country club. <laughs> wherever people do tennis. <laughs> wherever people play tennis. <laughs> wherever they allow black people. Yeah, wherever they allow black people. <laughs> um, okay, so the hint uh, is that she just won. It's probably one of the dumbest shows on TV, but we watch it every week, and uh, and it's uh, costumes. The Fox singing group singing. Yeah, song. well, <laughs> mask singer. Mask dancer. Mask dancer. So a mask. Oh, there's mask dancer and mask singer. Yes. Yes. Mass Dancer just uh, aired. They had their their first ever season, hosted by Craig Robinson. Uh, we we watch it. We love the costumes. It's the dumbest show ever. Um, Gabby Douglas won the the Mask Dancer, and in the first episode, she had a really terrible fall. Oh, 
So, uh, but she, she still kept playing. I, I, I really loved her a lot. That's actually Gabby Douglas's, uh, cause, uh, my, my son's class, they, they study heroes every day, like black heroes, and that's his black hero for Monday. So he'll be excited when, once he knows, cause I don't think that he knows we, we have, cause the, they, it aired too late, the, okay. the winner. Um, so we still haven't seen the whole episode yet. So once he sees the episode and then on Monday, when we talk about Gabby Douglas, he's going to be really excited. Um, so I look forward to that, but, uh, okay. So here's my other one. Here's the next quote. See if you can get it. If you have any ideas. I'm like a zero. <laughs> yeah. Zero for zero. zero, I, for zero. I don't know. These are the, like the, I, I I don't know. I'm always like self-conscious about my, my, my game choices, but okay. So if you put a frog in a boiling pot of water, that frog is going to jump out straight away. She went on. Whereas if you put a frog in cool water and heat it up, that frog is going to boil to death. That was my experience being with blank. I don't get to ask questions, right? Did this quote come me. out? Did this quote come out this week, this month? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> she was on. I'll give you a hint. She was on with uh, Gail King recently. Oh my god! I'm seeing a face, but oh, TK. <laughs> Close. Katie. <laughs> TK, um, FK Twigs. F FK, tw yeah, Twigs. FK oh. Twigs. Yeah. On her relationship with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I love how she said, Gail's like, I don't want to ask you this question, but I'm going to yes. ask you. Yes. And I love She always that. asks that. <laughs> she says that? She always frames she it that? like that. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go for I'm it. I'm just going to go for it right now. Uh-huh. And she's <laughs> like, why did you? And then TK, Twigs. <laughs> TK, she's FKA. like FKA. She's like, I really wish people would stop asking me that. I was like, she's right. She's yeah. Like, she's like the question. Nobody's be, asking Kim that. Yeah, she's like the question should be, how come it was so bad that you, like, you couldn't get out. Right. It's like, that's true. I feel like I'm. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm in the stage where I'm unlearning a lot. Yes, we all are. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, especially, yeah, because, like, I, I, I'm, as, uh, as the weeks will unfold with the, the Kimye divorce, because, you know, Kanye, um, just has not been himself in a very long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, who knows, uh, what, um, has been going on. There's been a lot going on. The, especially the past several months. So, uh, you know, I, I wonder if somebody will ask him that. Why Why did you stay with him for so long? I mean, they have four yeah. kids, so that's that's one thing. But, yeah, it is insulting to the woman. Like, why? Why She was afraid for her life, FKA. Yeah. Um, she's afraid for her life, so she it had to be very delicate, I guess, for her to, to be able to, like, safely get out of that relationship. Yeah. And you know, these, so, then the men—they're very manipulative. The, the they can be very manipulative. Right. You don't know what he told her. 
Yeah. It's either you or me, those kind of things. So yeah, I think, yeah, and I think there was, um, there were some moments where she, she felt like, um, like, it was safer to just stay with him. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's really scary. It's sad. Um, so, uh, the n- last one is Isaiah wanted to surprise her with a Valentine's date, but she wanted no part of it. <laughs> this is also in the news this month. Mm-hmm. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Not famous people. I don't know. Okay, so an Arizona man made news uh, after kidnapping his ex who refused to go out on a Valentine's date with him. He had it all planned out. He said that he was going to take her out and as he says, against all means. So when she rejected him, he picked her up and threw her into his car. Uh, and so uh, it's it's almost like, you know, who says dating top shelf isn't worth it? You know, get you a man who's willing to kidnap you in order to take you to Applebee's. He might That's even untie you briefly so you can eat your own burger. <laughs> What an F the world we live in. Yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, baby, I'm taking you out. It's a Valentine's Day. Didn't you want a Valentine's Day Did date? Did he get arrested? Did they, was he arrested? Yeah, he was arrested. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Insane. So, uh, you didn't win anything, but you know, whatever. No. All good. Thanks. Yes. Thank you for being good sport. So I want to thank my actor, Sean Sondrager, who's also my sidekick. He does all the music. Um, as you know, I like to write stuff down of things I'd like to accomplish. Uh, I want to finish a book. I want to finish a book. And then also, um, I've been waking up really early. I've been waking up at 5 a.m. to write. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to... Um, I, I'd like to also like take some time to read and and maybe um jog if that's at all possible like go for a run what are, what are things that you're trying to to um get together this this uh this week that's a great question mm-hmm. this week i'd like to meditate a nice in the morning i would like to do that before i check my phone yeah that's a great idea there's some great apps that's what I hear. So I'd like to do like two 10 minute or 15 minute sessions. Okay. Um, with COVID and like working from home and the kids, I noticed that like I get anxiety. I like kind of panic in front of my computer at all the things I have to do. Oh yeah, I do. And I think if yeah. I could just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I end up procrastinating because I get like anxious about the Yes. Work I have to do, and then I sit on the computer, I can't perform. Oh, my God. So I think I need to, like, clear my mind. and. Yeah, it all snowballs. Um, there's a good app called Liberate. Uh, that one, I think it's it's for, it's, like, geared towards people of color. 
okay. so they have um, they have different meditations on there, and the, I also like Insight Timer. That that one's free. You can find a lot I of heard free about um, meditations. There's also Headspace, of course. They're they're great, and they Head Headspace has it, uh, a Netflix show. So oh, yeah? like if you just want to explore and and learn a little bit more about meditating, I need to do that too. I should put that on my post it also. I, I think need it's to meditate. Cuz yeah, cuz once you do that, you yes. can do anything. Once you like quiet your mind right. and all that blah 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 blah. And um it just resets you. Right. But my problem is that I'll I'll do it for a couple of days and then uh I I forget about it. I do something else. So uh, yeah, to do a consistent practice, uh, that that would be yeah, that would be really good. So you're gonna well, try progress, that. not perfection. Yeah. Yes, progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. So this has been great. Thank you so much, Carla, my first guest and my uh, 3.5 guest. Thank you, Alexis Torado, also for joining us. Um, of course, I'd love for you to come back soon. I'm thinking of doing a Haitian spelling bee coming up in March. So maybe you'll uh, be there for that Haitian Creole spelling bee. Um, in the meantime, how can people find you? I am at La CC Star and I'm on Clubhouse and Instagram. You could also <laughs> check Carla out on Clubhouse. Yeah, it, I am. So I was chaotic. like, yeah, it's very chaotic. I've been to just the Creole spelling bee which I yes. enjoy. And then um, I really don't know how to use it. And then um, Google me. Yes, Google. Google Miss uh, Carla. Uh, and yeah, the the there is a fun uh, clubhouse, um, Haitian Creole Spelling Bee, hosted by Darnell and her partner Winnie. Um, they might be joining us in March. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Thank you so much, Carla. All right, good night. <laughs>